So I have the after lunch session, but um, I'm going to make you do the work. So I'm just going to kick off quickly. Uh, I really became involved, apart from at the university level, in ASSA's tuition offering at the beginning of the year. And I have two things to say about that. Is One is that it is quite a big enterprise. And I think, obviously, not big enough yet. And the second thing is, where's the year gone? <laughs> but just where are we at the moment? So for F200, quite a long time ago, we started actually providing tuition services for that. And at the moment, there's two, two kind of two, two offerings. The one is a face-to-face -face full tuition. And then the other one is a tiered approach where there's slightly limited um, things that get offered. Then on the F100, we, some of the universities who have space in the university courses offer some F100 spaces. But we essentially have a peer-marked course. So it's a course that's run on an online platform, but basically the, the students help each other. Um, and then there's the academy, which provides additional support at various different levels where they think there's a need. And I know there's some strong opinions about that in the room. And then the last thing is, I think for quite a lot of things, we, we use ACT-ED still. Um, so that's sort of my summary of where we are at the moment. Oops. Just, and you can knock my stats, but what I did here is just try to get an idea of how many people are using our tuition offerings. So I literally just took the stats of the people who are currently enrolled in the courses over the number of students who wrote last time. Okay. Um, and what we can see, is there a, ah. what we can see, yeah. The only one where there's really a spike is the F206. Okay, and maybe we can explore some reasons why that is. But in general, the participation is not that high. Forget the numbers, just look at the level. It is the first year semester over the first year's sitting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so now it's your turn to do some, some of the work. So what we really would like to explore in this session is how do we take our tuition as ASA to a new level? Okay. Um, I deliberately didn't include what the universities do because that's not part of, of, of my responsibility in the ASA context. But given the discussions this morning, if you want to go there, maybe <laughs> it's not a bad idea. It's, it's, what should a student look like that come from university? But don't spend the time there because the time is to try and answer these questions. And then um, literally, so just the activities that we offer. So um, what are the kind of things that we should stop doing? What are the kind of things that we should continue doing? And what should we start doing? And then the, the big ticket question is who are the right people to, to get involved in here? And how do we get them involved? And then perhaps a, a next question is, 
should we do too much ourselves or should, should we continue using Act 8? Maybe use Act 8 more, maybe use Act 8 less. And then what, what is the role of the academy? Um, should they maybe provide specific tuition for specific subjects or provide additional tuition um, just where it's necessary? And then the last question is how do we make sure that what we offer is used by the people that it's aimed at. Um, and just an example of that is, if you think about the academy, that is not meant to help students who've had every single opportunity to pass A211. Um, it is meant to help students who've not had the opportunities, but who might be able to become good actors pass that entrance exam. So, so that's the what I have in mind there is if we have special offerings, how do we make sure that the students that actually then do take them up or do make use of them are the correct students? Okay. So uh, the tuition, I'm not familiar with the F200 tuition. What, what do they get? Um, and, and, and I'm slightly familiar with the academy, but maybe can you just like do like one minute on what, what happens? Like uh, what do they actually get when they, when they participate in, the, in F200 tuition and tuition in general? Okay, if, if 200 is the typical kind of thing that we would offer, these lectures, these assignments, these mock exams, the whole duty. Okay, face to face. Okay, sometimes, help me, sometimes they do do it um, but via telecon. Okay, but, but the idea is it's face to face. Okay, um, and then the, the academy, I think I, maybe I'm going to defer this to somebody else who can help. Michael, help. Okay, the academy was set up to help disadvantaged students with subjects where they're really battling was the objective that it was set up for. And it was set up, the deliberate thing, to be a fairly flexible structure from the point of view of finding out where there's a need. Let's see what we can do to, to meet that need. I think the areas where we've noted, we, and, and really if we look at the underlying objective for the, the academy is to say where we've got such massive differences in pass rates for people from, from different racial groups. We do not believe race is the underlying factor. It's more allowing things going back further in the education journey and language and issues of those issues, things that people were talking about earlier of people not having any experience of the office world and things like that, which is why some of the academy's most active work is at the A302 level. <coughs> Excuse me which is teaching a combination of preparing people for the student, for the exam, but as much preparing people for communicating effectively and being able to seize opportunities that come their way in the world of work. When get there. Other areas of focus have been subjects where African students in particular have been battling with, like the A202 in the, in the earlier subjects there, and, the, and A301 is one that we've put a lot of effort into, as well as the modeling a420 course, which is, again, where often there's a computer skills deficit that's more pronounced amongst African students than it is amongst other students who haven't had the opportunities. And so those are the areas we've been putting focus, and that's the objective. A lot of combination of the courses of um, distance learning <coughs> together with face-to-face -face instruction and... Um, the results, I think, we can say have been mixed to date in terms of how the students have done. I think the issues are around, to an extent, selection for who comes on the programs because it's not meant to be 
you're looking for students with potential to help give them a leg up as opposed to students who who don't really belong in the program and to try and keep them on life support a bit longer to be to be harsh with the choice of language and the model the academy works on it's one that if you participate in the activities of the academy effectively the society is sponsoring you you can look at it and say well it's a it's a you're being effectively is sponsored and the society is investing in your future career and that if you sign up for a program and you you don't participate in activity and then you go and fail your exam then you will be paying for it this is the model it works to and I said Joe the results have been mixed in terms of against um, got a, a comparable peer group is what we we look at the performance and sometimes you know sometimes they've they've shot the lights out I mean, really have the, the first session that we did, the A302, we thought we'd really hit a, fa a, a real vein of gold on this one, and they outperformed all students, black, white, whatever, academy students outperformed. Unfortunately, we haven't had a repetition of that level of performance on the thing. So I think it's, it's early days to be definitive. We refine things as we, we grow and learn. I think there's still issues on the selection because I think there's a big risk on the academy now that some of the... Some of the students go there and think, oh, the academy is going to do it for me. So they take the, the, the foot off the pedal on themselves. So I know certainly the input that Lasani does in his involvement, and it's a pity he's not here, is really that stressing that um, actually we're here to help you, not to do it for you. Because I think definitely after that first session, there were students think, oh, I'm in the academy. Foot definitely not work quite so hard themselves, and, you know, the academy's not writing the exam for them. Okay. Steve has his mic back, which is dangerous. Okay. So I think let's, for just about 10 minutes, let's just break up in small groups. Um, so, Janet, if you can, and then you three guys, and then the next three, and I tried to split you, but <laughs> three, and then Garrett, and then I think you guys just maybe go and join another group. Um, yeah. Okay, guys, so... so Let's, let's not make this a discussion about the academy. Uh, the academy is one of the tools that we have in the tuition process. Okay. Um, but if you guys can have a, please have a good go at giving us your best ideas about how do we improve our tuition effort. Okay, guys, shall we start get some feedback? A long time ago in the previous life, I was the actuary to almost all the church funds in South Africa, Afrikaans ones anyway. And... The one year I had to go and present the actual evaluation report at the Sinuida. I'm not quite sure what that is in English. but And I thought, well, this is going to be the worst thing because how do you stop these guys from talking? And they actually they have an agreement. They agree the principles of, of the meeting. And then they have a watch on the wall that says you have three minutes. And it's counting down the whole time. So maybe I should have had that to stop you guys in time. <laughs> It's okay. Guys, I think just let's just get some feedback. We deliberately split into smaller groups to get all the opinions. So I'm not sure we have 15 minutes, so I'm not sure if we'll, everybody will be able to say exactly what everybody wants and still have a discussion. So, But please, if you have some points that you don't get to say, maybe just put them on a piece of paper so that we can consider them um, afterwards as well. But I don't know which group would like to 
share with us first? No, <laughs> you guys go last. <laughs> okay, you have three minutes. <laughs> two minutes. <laughs> two minutes. Um, okay, so the the discussion here turned more towards the the quality of the of the exams, the F two hundred exams, rather than the quality of the tuition, because we think that that's a bigger problem to solve. We think that the F two hundred exams are unbalanced at the moment, and that there are a lot of issues with those papers, and that makes and it makes the exam really difficult to pass even for students, for everybody, the pass rates are low, we know, we know that there's problems. So what we talked about is um, um, the, the UK has examiner training where you get trained and, and inducted into being an examiner and, and taught how to set questions. Um, there should be marker training, um, there should be maybe a progression where you have to mark first and then you're allowed to set. So trying to put in uh, more guinea pigs, more, more testing of papers, so trying to, 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 to actually work, actively work on the quality and fairness of those papers and aligning those papers with each other would be a better use of resources than the tuition resources that we're currently using. Not to say that those aren't important, but if we're going to prioritize that they get the exam right first and then see who struggles, as opposed to having people struggle almost randomly at, at times. Did I get everything? So it, it will, one of the points as well, and, and we've stressed it, is that maybe most of the support should be from the A300s upwards, not the A100s and A200s, particularly for students who've come through accredited programs. And even if there's a decision to selectively support some of the A200s, it makes no sense to support the subject that we're using as our entrance subject, because that's being used for students who didn't meet our entrance requirements, and we're saying, right, now you have a chance to come in if you can prove that you can pass it. But then we spend a lot of time and effort, it's almost a third chance to help them to get through uh, a, an entrance exam. So we think A300s upwards, but there'll be less tuition support needed if the exams are fairer and the students understand and believe that the exams are fair. I'm not sure. I'm sorry, Christopher's left. <laughs> okay, so maybe we must leave the F200, but it's also, I don't think it's, it's part of tuition, so I, I'm going to just, but uh, yes. <laughs> just, were, were there any other groups that, that considered the A100 that thought about or talked about the A100 and A200 tuition? So we mostly spoke about the F100s um, and the current offerings. Um, so uh, we did start uh, considering whether we should continue with AC8 with AC or do something similar, uh, but we never got to an, a conclusion. <laughs> there was too little time. Um, <laughs> uh, we did say that we should continue face-to-face -face interaction with students, that they definitely require it. Uh, but blended learning should be encouraged, but we definitely need to have face-to-face, -face either in a, uh, you know, physically or online. Um, but, um, and the, then one comment I made was that uh, I think universities teaching F100 subjects should really try to get some platform where those lectures can be recorded and put online. Um, I've, ha I've had, I've, there, there, there are some perceptions that uh, the university students uh, do better than the other students because they are privy to more special information. And I think 
I think at least making those lectures available online would be a very good resource. Uh, there are some very good uh, platforms available. I know we use something called Panopto, uh, but there's different ones that you can, can use. Uh, it's fairly easy to use, even by actuaries. Um, so <laughs> and, and I think it will eliminate those perceptions of you know, the students in class being more privileged than the ones having to, to go for it on their own. Um, and then, but uh, the older members, well, I'm probably one of them, but <laughs> they reminisce about the, uh, <laughs> about the revision days, and, and, and that's something that maybe could come back and then almost make having watched all of those, th those online lectures as a prerequisite, having to, you know, put something on paper say, saying, you know, <laughs> keeping to your ethical promise of saying, yes, I have actually watched all of those lectures before coming to the revision day. But having that face-to-face -face contact and getting a lot of, you know, value out of one, one day. Um, and then one other thing that we mentioned was that there is some, there are some exam techniques um, courses, uh, but we think that they should also maybe ha have, should also be something like a study techniques course introduced. Maybe an academy level, I, I don't want to go there, but you know, specifically for students that maybe did not do an accredited degree and still needs to kind of understand what is required from, from an actuarial student. Uh, yeah, and that's all pretty much we got, got to in 15 minutes, which you gave us. <laughs> Way which, <too> was short. <laughs> which was what we got for the session. Yes. <laughs> I think you guys did well. Um, you guys want to go next? No, I think, uh, I mean, a lot of has already been covered. Um, what we did say in terms of continue, there is, especially at the um, F100 and 200, um, there is already, already a lot happening, but it's maybe just, you know, um, an improvement on communicating what is already available because I don't think, I mean, um, some of us here, luckily we had someone, um, Bobby from ASA with us, but I mean, all of us in the group didn't even know about all the um, sessions that is already available. Okay, I'll, I'll just, um, thanks Christelle, because <laughs> while, while I was writing that, I was thinking is how do we get the students to read our mails? Yeah, <laughs> so, so I think we, um, we, we hey, said wait, that wait, wait. instead of um, instead of mails, you can when you go on the ESSA on your profile and register. As you register for a subject, up pops options to say these are the tuition offers we have for the subject that you just registered for. So that's a way to avoid the the, the spamming of emails uh, per se, but people know about what's going on as they register for an exam. Um, Yeah, yeah. But I mean, you're normally registering for all those things at the same time. Maybe that's just me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and then I think we the video lectures. You don't have to put full lectures, but there are definite stumbling blocks in certain subjects that you can make an episode available on that specific stumbling block. And then uh, the, we we said. Uh, somehow to introduce more resources um, for these programs and I quite like the, the training idea because then she was, um, 
she was she mentioned that um that there are a lot of junior uh, actuaries that want to be involved but they can't necessarily be involved but if you have a training problem a uh, training program you can um develop them to eventually be able to take over and that way you keep a steady flow of educators and trained volunteers Oh, and then if on the, on the F200, the mock exam, I think more clarity needs to be given on what level that mock exam is set at because there's a lot of miscommunication between is it actually at the level of the exam uh, or is it slightly below the level and what happens, what are the actual implications if you pass the mock exam compared to how you write the actual exam. Um, and then just for the F100 support, <laughs> feels a little bit empty for people who have done the, the or that are doing the support program in that there are for example those um, those weekly topics to discuss but then there's no almost moderator to kick off the discussion so students never take up the discussion out of them out of their own question in this group that was Questions to why there's so few people, students take up the offer was part of the, what we already discussed. Now I think quite a bit around it has come through in the discussion generally, but that was really the issue. We're offering these things and you find, you know, from zero to 50% take up, 50% for, for one smallish course then. And when historically students who do these things generally do a lot better. And what do we need to do to sell that more? Maybe it's just worth mentioning the thing on the support and some knowledge for students. There's a thing that's working through the academy, been looking at working at a an, ad, an adapted version of a publication that is goes to the Society of Actuary Students. That we've adapted that and it will soon be coming available and hopefully be available in time to students in the university programs as well as students joining us. Okay, cool. So, sorry, Marla. Firstly, I'd just like to say I agree with Steve on the tuition of A211. I, I really don't think that's a good or, or a sensible area to put in tuition. And the other thing I, I just mentioned is um, exam counselling should be clearly a tuition function. Yeah, it, it's just in, in some, like a subject like F102, where I think there was some uh, going to and fro getting counsellors this time. The examiners have only marked one of the eight questions anyway, so there's nothing specific that they're really bringing. Okay, guys, is there anything else that, I think we have a lot of things to do. I think you raised the questions about the resources. Um, <laughs> any ideas apart from the newly qualified actresses that we can train? Um, I mean, I, we do have a challenge in terms of um, in terms of resources because we are quite volunteer dependent, and um, and, and I think I think the, the 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 training is 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 certainly something for us to invest in because I think part of the problem is that the people who have the time and the energy to commit are the people who don't necessarily have the experience. So we, you know, whereas the people who have the kind of experience we're trying to tap into are the people who are just way stretched. And you know, and make promises, but with every will in the world, they just can't. Um, they can't keep. So, so I think I think the, that we we do need to think about how we make better use of the resources that we have. Because I, I don't think it's a case that people that we don't have enough volunteers. I mean, Christelle's always sending me lists of 
people who want to do things, but, but perhaps we need to be better about directing them into what they can do and providing them with that support. Any other ideas on the... Specifically with the communication exam, you can also have communicators doing the communication bit as well, them giving their input on structure and format and language. It doesn't just have to be actuarial people. Yes, but there is a body of people who have been doing the actuarial communication for some time who are more the communicators than the actuaries and they understand what's required. Thank you. Okay, so I, I, I just wanted to add, we also talked about having guinea pigs for the A302 exam. Okay, I think the exam-related stuff is being recorded, but... Um, any last comments, suggestions, volunteers for tuition? Okay, thanks guys, that has been useful. Um, we might come and knock on your doors, but, <laughs> but um, Christelle will take a photo I hear of my scribbles and we'll try and make work of it as quickly as we can. Okay, thanks everyone. Our dean always, when we have a meeting with him, says, you actuarial types are so concise, let's keep it, let's keep it that way, sir. Uh, <laughs> we made the time. <laughs>